Welcome to Evolve, reinventing leadership, building freedom cultures, with CEO and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast is dedicated to providing leaders with solutions to build trust, inspire authentic transformation, and improve engagement. Learn about new and tested ways you can revitalize your culture, empower people, and transform your results. This is Yvette Bethel, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to Evolve. Evolve challenges traditional leadership topics, explores modern leadership models, providing ideas you can use to transform your culture. We focus on leadership through the lens of three natural laws that operate within all organizational ecosystems, interconnectivity, flow, and balance. In other words, IFB. We call it IFB, and this is one part of a series of seven episodes designed to introduce you to IFB and trust based on my thought leadership work. Now with us, we have Giuliano Botelli, who is the founder and CEO of Dual Communication a six seconds preferred partner in Milano and Sicily, Italy. Giuliano also operates a family farm where they produce salami to sustain <laughs> gourmet salami, is that correct? Right. <laughs> to sustain Italian traditions. And he facilitates educational projects for families that involve support for primary and secondary schools, a sports center, and a modern music academy. Then we have Feliziano, uh, AKA Felix, yeah. <laughs> who is a, a partner and senior consultant at Dual Communication. He has a distinguished career with, within leading multinational companies in Italy and internationally with extensive experience in all marketing areas. So welcome to you both and as advanced trust facilitators with multiple emotional intelligence certifications, my guest partner with my company to create and sell a line of products and services that support organizations with building trust and transforming uh, organizations while holding safe space for those involved. So hello, Giuliano and Felix. Welcome again to Evolve. Hi, Yvette. Hi, Yvette. Thank you. Thank you for this introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a problem with that. <laughs> uh, I like to say it all. So uh, today we're going to focus on what is IFB? And your company has participated in IFB and you've implemented a lot of the uh, model, not all of it yet, but uh, you are, you know, on the cutting edge, you're already experiencing exciting transformation. And uh, before we go into that, just say a few words about Dual and uh, what you do. Yeah, okay, thank you again. Well, if I have to talk about what we can say that we are a marketing and communication agency. Uh, we have more than 20 years of history 
and well, but we are defined uh, by the uh, the last six or seven years when we started work with emotional intelligence, and when we decide that uh, all the um, activities and mindsets that stay behind and with the emotional intelligence can be the center of our development uh, and uh, of our positioning. Yeah, this doesn't mean that we just work uh, only on emotional intelligence, but uh, that uh, we make a strong effort and a daily workout uh, to, to change ourselves, to evolve, and, and to give the taste of a different approach to all the people that work with us. I mean, all uh, the stakeholders, uh, customers, uh, suppliers, uh, of course, all the employees. Uh, and we've seen that this uh, really uh, create a great change journey um, that we have done in, in these years. Uh, and I, I, I can, and I have to thank um, Felix for this because he is the, the virus <laughs> inside the company that introduced this, uh, um, all this world, introduced us to all this world. And so I will never be enough uh, thankful to, to him for this. Can we say maybe that it was uh, so interesting to explore and uh, understand how crucial is emotional intelligence for effective communication? In this year, uh, we really work a lot around this concept and uh, we uh, saw the effect of uh, emotional intelligence in all the different dimensions of communication, mm -hmm. from uh, branded communication to personal branding, internal communication, communication amongst team and inside teams, and we realized how injecting this awareness about emotional intelligence makes really the difference in uh, uh, the way people work and the way people really get things done. Is mm -hmm. I think has been a, a great, a great uh, uh, um, discovery in this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And starting from that, what was what, what happened was that uh, we started working on us. And then we discovered that we were able to create the original model uh, to help uh, our customers and to be, uh, how can I say, the main character uh, in the market uh, for uh, all these models. Uh, and we create connection between different approach, approaches. And, and one of the most interesting was the uh, work we've done uh, with you, Yvette, uh, starting from the pillar of trust on one side and the IFB model on the other. Mm -hmm. From your perspective, um, why did you why did you embark on this journey with the pillar of trust and IFB after doing investing so much time in emotional intelligence? Well, let me start with this, with a little history. Uh, uh, um, in, I think it was uh, 2018 or less, we were in Sicily and we have, uh, um, we had a, um, 
a meeting, a board meeting. Uh, it was a retreat of two or three days. Uh, it was a strategic meeting, and we want to we wanted to uh, rebuild our uh, our strategy and our company. Uh, we were in a per in the perfect situation. Six person in a nice place. Uh, just focus on one objective. Uh, people who were already connected and well connected. But I felt uh, frustrated after the first day. Uh, I felt that something something was going wrong, even if it seems that everything was going in the right way. Right. Uh, that's right. I said, I said, well, what's happening? Why? And, and in that moment, uh, that ache uh, somehow uh, was an aha moment. Uh, I say, no, you, you can't go on working in this, in this way because we were really connected, but there was no flow, not enough flow inside and no balance. And this was the reason why we uh, were not reaching our goals. Uh, this is something that I can say now <laughs> after a longer period of work, but uh, I think that th this was the, the, the starting point, the moment when we, when we uh, decide together to change our approach. Yeah, I think it was a great starting moment. I think, and then we, we saw this, uh, this model and we realized that uh, actually there, there were a lot of uh, important tools to work on uh, all the stuff that we realized were uh, uh, missing or not okay for us. Uh, so a lot of reflections on the culture, a lot of reflection on the way we were uh, uh, progressing, thing, making thing, things flow in the company. And uh, we were doing it uh, in a, if you want, normal, uh, instinctive way. And having the possibility through, through the model to really reflect, have awareness of what we were doing, uh, was something that we said, yeah, we have to try this. It's a very, very, what we need in this moment, really. That was the, our starting point. But going on on, on this, uh, uh, this, this, this story, uh, there is uh, a second uh, changing moment that was uh, uh, after uh, the masterclass in Mexico when uh, we met uh, uh, and we start uh, uh, working on, on the model and and was the the long COVID nights uh, why we and uh, during the, the <laughs> those nights we had uh, two hours meetings every week uh, for a long period. And this was an incredible gift because we, uh, me, you, Felix, uh, and Alessandro, that is the other partner of the, uh, of the agency, uh, we started that uh, to open to the flow and not only to reinforce the connection. Uh, I realized the, the mistake I was doing uh, to be only focused on the connection and never on the flow. Because I, I thought I, 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 I thought that was the same thing. I thought that um, if I'm connected, then there is a flow. No, it's not true. I can be perfectly connected, but there is no exchange. Uh, 
maybe there is only one flow, one direction, and maybe not. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, uh, uh, it starts something magic that is the listening, the deep listening between uh, uh, our three partners. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you also because sometimes, and probably that was the case, even too much connection doesn't help, you know, because uh, the, this strong connection that we had was a kind of uh, letting things always unflow in the same way, you know, was not possible to change. And uh, we had also some confrontation, we had also some uh, disconnection before reconnecting, and that was uh, crucial because uh, we saw really a change of behavior. And I think, for example, uh, Giuliano, you as a, as a leader, really started to change in the first place uh, to do different things and differently. And uh, things started to flow in that moment. Yeah. Because of this awareness, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'll share after you share on this, uh, but from your, your perspective, after implementing uh, the principles of interconnectivity, flow and balance, what is it, what is your perspective of what it means? Because it does, uh, does have a foundation in trust. I mean, I think for us, uh, IFB uh, is a really a, a simple approach to, uh, to read uh, and to understand uh, and, and to change uh the complexity uh, and this can happen in the complexity of a, a, an organization of an ecosystem or in a family uh whatever um mm -hmm. this simplicity uh it's really uh the key factor of uh, its effective of its effectiveness mm -hmm. And this is something that I've experienced uh, during our journey, but also, for example, during the journey of our partnership with you. Uh, I mean, we start a connection, and then we put something in the flow, uh, but we find the, the right uh, way to be a really partner when uh, we have the balance and the balance was not only the fact that we were exchanging uh, uh, services uh, each other in a balanced way let me say mm -hmm. we never measured the, the number of hours that he gave us or that we gave you I mean, it was not the point uh, the point was that the we reached the the, the balance in the moment uh, when we uh, start dreaming together when we start designing our project together. And, mm -hmm. and this was really a, a moment when, when I, I, un, I understood what does it mean balance in that moment. Because at the beginning I, was a, I had a quantitative, uh, um, uh, how can I say, uh, awareness uh, of what balance may, uh, may mean. I mean it, uh, instead it is something deeper, it is something about how we live together uh, in the connection. Uh, and, and that was really uh, what, what happens, for example, uh, between yeah, us. Yeah, I think the, the connection naturally births something. 
that we didn't we didn't have a, an attachment to in the beginning. We were looking to find balance, and in that in that journey, uh, it births something. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. And I, I, also something that uh, really in this uh, pro process, I really changed perspective around the trust concept because. Uh, mm -hmm. Before uh, knowing the pillar of trust, I I always thought to trust as a, you know like uh, in the area of uh, a sense, a fate, or uh, if you want uh, some uh, uh, will uh, um, willpower uh, um, led uh, uh, approach. You know, very you need to trust, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and trust is good. Uh, of course, it's good. But uh, what uh, what I really understood with uh, working with uh, with you is that uh, it's more like something you have to work on. It's something you have to um, think about and uh, regulate. In a sense, it's like having uh, you know if in in a fast car you have uh, the spoiler and the spoiler decides uh, how, how much the car will. Uh, we stick to the floor and you can go faster <laughs> or, or, or slower. Right, it's a bit right. like this. You have to regulate and understand what, what what is the level of trust you need and how to get there. So it's a, it's a very important ingredient. Otherwise, everything doesn't work well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and on the other hand, you were asking us about the pillar of trust. Well, the pillar of trust, from my perspective, uh, is is a way that uh, helped me to to better understand uh, this concept uh, uh, of the spoiler um, and to uh, to accept first of all that uh, uh, there are different levels of trust also um, on myself. First right. of all, uh, the, the first level is. If I have uh, trustworthiness and trustworthiness uh, <laughs> towards myself, that's that was the, the first <laughs> level, and then of course with others, uh, and and yeah, and this helps us to uh, to manage this great accelerator that is trust uh, and mm -hmm. a fluidificator. I don't know how can I uh, express. Uh, but this is something that I mean, a concrete example of what trust means is that, of course, everyone can hear and see how I'm not confident with with English. But the fact that you trust me and the fact that I trust myself to, to be able to, to convey my message uh, even with the, my poor language, that, that's enough, and that's and that's helped me to to be better, and that's how trust can um, can enhance our competencies. What what poor language? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I want to see to, to, to hear this. <laughs> You know, um, I'm so glad that you took a different approach to it than I, I will now. Um, when, when I created the, the book 
endocrine activity flow imbalance. What it was based on is that I see, I, I view organizations as ecosystems and all ecosystems are alive and they operate, whether you are conscious about it or not, they operate according to natural laws, all of them. Uh, interconnectivity, flow and balance are only three of them. But these are the ones that I chose to work with uh, in just revitalizing how we see and, and the lens that we see businesses through. And you're so spot on that a lot of organizations focus on connectivity uh, and, and they don't even always focus on how the connection works. And sometimes the connectivity, I have some clients where the connectivity is all based on loyalty. And because no one really trusts each other, <laughs> it's all loyalty. You know, you have a lot of aberrations, a lot of, you know, kind of dysfunction that happens in there. So there's so many ways that the, or, the organization, which is an organism, it finds its own balance. And when things don't flow properly, the balance will operate in one way uh, because it finds that, that homeostasis all of the time. Now, as a leader, either you, you can take, you can understand how it's balancing uh, and, and really participate in that and, and have a vision for that, or you can just let it balance itself. And an, ex an example of that would be where um, you bring in a new uh, executive and they have a whole different view of culture and where they came from is very different. And then they, they have a powerful presence and they start to influence the culture and change it into something that wasn't the original intent. And uh, it's balancing and rebalancing and allowing that person's strength to manifest uh, within the culture. So being deliberate about uh, understanding these, these three natural laws that you can harness, and regardless if your company is dysfunctional or functional, these natural laws, because they're natural laws, they are operating. <laughs> now, uh, I added the pillar of trust to the model uh, because a lot of organizations and, and uh, the, the studies that you know, I've conducted internationally through the psychometric that I created, it shows that people don't work together. They don't trust each other. <laughs> you know, they, uh, they, they're, they're programmed to think, you know, I, need, I have these goals for myself and, you know, I need to achieve them. And so they are not attuned to how they're all, always, maybe they are sometimes, but they're not as attuned as they should be to how they're impacting the people around them. So, uh, and when you have loyalty in the mix and a highly political environment, then uh, trust is uh, really necessary because as Giuliano so rightly pointed out, um, trust is an accelerator. And it, but in addition to that, it deepens connections and it also, brings out creativity because people are not afraid to make a mistake. They're not afraid to say something that may seem stupid. <laughs> so um, the, the model is always in motion. This is a dynamic model. It's not like, uh, 
you know, a lot of models are dynamic, but this is constantly in motion in multiple ways. And so you, you have to decide, well, what am I gonna balance? What's important? Because so many things are balancing themselves uh, within your organization. You need to focus on what's important and what's impacting culture. So that's a big nutshell <laughs> about the model. But whether you're aware of it or not, it is operating. And I think that's the, the big take home from, from that. Yeah, maybe I, I anticipated a question, but um, one effect that, that uh, I, I, can, I can clearly see uh, is, uh, is this about creativity. Uh, so working during uh, this two, last two years on trust directly and not, uh, uh, create, uh, help people to be uh, more creative. Just because of the fact that you have said, uh, uh, we try to change the culture that uh, we don't need to be perfect. Uh, moreover, uh, we can be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. uh, and and we, 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 we make mistakes. And that's normal. And, and we, we said during some meetings that we can honor our mistakes. Uh, and this changed mindset. And I've seen people who uh, was pleased to give their opinion, their contribution uh, to any um, moment. I mean, uh, not only the creative uh, uh, brainstorming, uh, uh, but also when we need to uh, to manage uh, a new problem or we, we want to do something and we ask an opinion. Well, there is a change of mindset and, uh, and uh, uh, a joyful in uh, uh, raising the, uh, the hands and say, well, I think this, I can do that. This, I, I connect this to the work we have done on task competencies. You no, know, uh, I don't want to say that is magic. Uh, it's a it's a it's a gym. It's a hard gym, uh, and yeah, yeah, and it helps. Uh, and it's a it's a great fool to to the quality of relations. Uh, and about creativity, of course, in in marketing and and communication, it's something really important. I've seen how also the uh, not only the top level, but everyone feel more free to, mm. to add the, the contribute. Agree, agree. And I think well, I, we saw this on creativity, but also in efficiency, because um, uh, less and less uh, I see people, uh, as they say, working, looking at the rear mirror. So mm -hmm. uh, always trying to re refix or reinterpret it uh, what happened because the, somebody blamed because there was a mistake or something in delay, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Et and a lot of effort was really produced in uh, reinventing reality or looking at the past uh, and not projecting effort into solution in the future. And now this uh, is changing. So we saw more efficient people. Uh, we are doing more things also more variety of things and trust is really crucial it's a crucial engine of 
of this change for yeah. me. Uh, from your perspective, what makes uh, the IFB model different than others? Um, well, in my experience, not only in my, from my perspective, because it's something that I've lived uh, on my skin, um, it is really something that uh, uh, open and start a new journey. Uh, what, what I really like uh, of this approach, and this is why then we build something on it, uh, is that we are not trying to, uh, to give a solution. Uh, we, we start looking for it. Um, uh, and, and this is something that uh, uh, creates, uh, uh, of course, a longer project because you don't have the solution. If you do this, then you will achieve this uh, objective. Uh, but on the other side, really create uh, a deep change in, inside the culture, inside all the ecosystem. Of course, to, to, to change, to transform uh, an ecosystem, you need a long time. Uh, but it's something that I, that I trust more because uh, I am the one, we are the ones that make this change. Uh, so uh, I, 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 don't, I don't trust, I don't have to trust a model that uh, gives me five steps to be a better leader, five steps to be a more effective company uh, and so on. Uh, First of all, and this is also about the, the pillar of trust, uh, these models are uh, a way to start deep conversation that change your ecosystem, the ecosystem you are living in. Uh, and I think that this is quite different. This is, this is why I, I joined it and, and, and we decide to, uh, to to make uh, uh, the, this model part of our lives. I, I agree. I, I would have said exactly the same thing. In a sense, we have a lot of uh, solution and um, models around that promise to be quick fix. Now, do these three steps and uh, you solve your problem. But reality is uh, much more complicated and uh, usually three steps are not, are not enough. And uh, this model basically is different because uh, it's uh, sincere. The, the, the message is you have to work hard. There are a lot of things to, to look at. And, uh, but uh, if you work hard in this direction, you will see progress. No? And, and I think is uh, the power of this model it really is uh, anchored to reality and uh, makes no promise, I would say. It's not uh, a quick fix, but uh, as, uh, as far as you enter and uh, as you work on it, you really see change happening. So it's uh, very powerful. You know, um, Giuliano, you said something really powerful. You don't walk into this uh, with a solution up front. And uh, that was intentional in the design because there needs to, you don't have you, the consciousness or the, the way you think um, in the beginning cannot make a change 
I think uh, I think it was what Einstein that said you can't change a problem with, with the same consciousness that created it. And so what this this process does is it helps the leadership team to start to shift their conditioning about who, what they think their organization is, what the, they think the problems are, um, how they are contributing, and on and on. And so as that begins to shift, then a solution can uh, emerge. And, and that's the way it's designed uh, because the, the, the originating consciousness level about what this organization is, is not necessarily the one that can solve it. It's actually true that our consciousness now is completely different from the, the, the consciousness at the beginning of the process. We yeah. see, we, we have a, a really different picture. We, or awareness or however you want to yeah. phrase it, but it's, uh, it's different. And that's what helps the solution to emerge, you know. Now you started implementing IFB and the pillar of trust. You started with the pillar of trust because that's always the foundation of this model. And then uh, we went into the whole organism and, and functioning of that. But you started back in 2020, so it's been about, we're in the third year. And uh, could you say a little bit about the process that you underwent? Because you, you did say that as we went through the process together, you, uh, you started to see the, the changes, the transformation, it's more transformational really, it's, it's, it's deep. And you started to see them as you were, as you progressed. So say a little bit about that. Um, so we went to through different uh, phases. Um, I think the first uh, um, the first phase was to uh, create and uh, re reinforce the flow uh, in the director committee. So we um, reinforce the communication uh, the communication flow. We reinforce the sharing of tools. So we created. The, a shared vision and we built together a vision uh, for the company for the for the future and we started really to um, very uh, clearly uh, specify with them the importance of trust and the importance of trust dimension in our relationship even in, in very very normal situations but uh, for us it was very um, clear and adamant uh, the need to specify what was the consequence in terms of trust. So it was really an equation in our mind that was very clear and we put at the center of the conversation. Um, then we worked, uh, we started to work on two dimensions. Um, the first was to create uh, um, all the necessary artifacts that were missing or out of date, uh, starting from uh, the organizational charts, from uh, the um, job description, the evaluation process for the, for the people, the calibration process. So we started really to uh, create models to uh, create the right level of flow uh, in, in this trust contest. And then we were ready to uh, in, invest in a training process 
for all our people on the pillar of trust. So we started really to create the language and we started to make possible for people to understand themselves was uh, what were these pillars and how they could affect their effectiveness, basically, uh, and their creativity, as we were saying before. And uh, then we reinforced this um, process with internal communication, very uh, even simple thing. I mean, like uh, having a poster on the wall communicating uh, mm -hmm. the key the key messages that we wanted to begin to uh, to be common language. We want to create common language for the people and not to be in a hour tower. Uh, just speaking ourselves about about trust, and uh, then we continue to reinforce this uh, uh, with internal communication. We try to have a daily meeting uh, where we can uh, re continue to uh, repeat this message, create new one, uh, and uh, um, trust is always at the center of uh, our our communication, and we refresh uh, this importance, uh, this important um, topic uh, with our people regularly, because it's really in our, now it's, <laughs> I would say, is a beacon for our uh, evaluation process as well, now the, the capability to um, create a trust uh, um, um, dimension in the, in the companies is very important. Yeah, I'd like to underline something again. Uh, it seems a, a great process, but the, uh, the change happens uh, in, uh, in some small seeds uh, and, and or um, removing and changing uh, little toxic uh, uh, styles uh, or becoming uh, aware of uh, of the shadows uh, of, of our styles, mm, and because I, I remind you, you were talking about the board uh, and all the works we have done. Yeah, of course, uh, we have created the, the organizational chart and all these these things. But uh, the the most important work that we have done, for example, was to uh, help each other. And, and the trust inside the team, uh, changing the way uh, we, we talk, changing the way we sometimes impose uh, our uh, ideas or where we use uh, uh, cynicism, uh, sarcasm uh, or other masks and, and so on. So um, this was the uh, biggest effort maybe uh, now, uh, now uh, we have uh, all these artifacts, uh, they are nice, uh, they are helpful, but mm, the, we arrived there changing the small things that uh, were the uh, biggest obstacle uh, to, to change. Uh, this is uh, something I have clear in mind now. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, on top of that, I think one, one uh, concrete change that uh, we have operated is that now we, we don't let things go. Now, if uh, something negative happens, we, as a board, we think about it, what are the consequences for, uh, for the climate, 
and we do something about it because we now we know that everything positive or negative that happens as a consequence and uh, i know sometimes it's just uh, uh, easy and comfortable to say okay this they have just a fight or whatever and i have to work i have to do my project etc but uh, it, it, it's an effort that if you don't do it at the moment you will pay it later no because create unbalance it will create unbalance and in the long term it will create bigger unbalance now because these are like small rocks that create a big unbalance in time yeah at, at the end the are small uh, they are small drop of poisons that that, that, that can really uh, kill uh, and uh, impact on all uh, the community uh, if you don't detect it and um, change somehow interesting analogy <laughs> but it's so true <laughs> these small drops consistently <laughs> you need the antidote you know right when it comes that's that's wonderful so a final question um based on your experience with ifb and the pillar of trust what is one thing you want to emphasize for our listeners? It seems that is a hard work and it is, but it's also uh, a light and, and pleasant work. Uh, so um, it tasks a lot of energy, but it is not uh, something, in the it is an experience uh, that uh, the more you put the more you gain uh, so it doesn't take you so much times uh, 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 in after a few efforts uh, you uh, really get uh, a lot of advantages uh, instant advantages so even if you're not buying a, a, a fix uh, solution, a fixing solution, uh, you get it because you 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 uh, it's a, it's a, I don't know you know there was that uh, that story say uh, if you want to to make people uh, uh, to to save people don't give them a, them a fish but uh, make them fishermen you know yeah, yeah this is the way I. This this uh, experience uh, help us to be more uh, to be better fishermen, and and gives a lot of tools. Uh, and and every time you have a new tool, um, you get a lot of energy, and 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 you want to try it, uh, uh, and you see that it works. <laughs> it's okay. And even if if you use it in the wrong way. Uh, it, it gives you a lot of energy. So this is uh, so. This is the suggestion is well, well um, start with the short steps, uh, but don't be lazy. Also, I would like to add that uh, also we have a very easy detector that is uh, this idea of balance, and uh, it, basically, if you see that there is no balance in your organization you know that uh, or now or, or then there will be a problem and uh, mm -hmm. it comes to to this now we always 
struggle and think about work-life balance. But at the end, if uh, uh, your uh, organization where where you put uh, um, you spend most of your time is unbalanced, will be very difficult to have uh, even a, a, a correct work-life balance. So you you have to start there. All right. Wonderful advice. <laughs> and with that, I'd like to thank you, Giuliano Botelli and Feliziano Crisafuli, for such an interesting interview. Your insights will certainly help our audience to create healthy cultures for themselves. This has been Yvette Bethel, Giuliano Botelli, and Chris Feliziano Crisafuli. And we thank you for taking the time to join us on Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. Thanks for listening to Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. Join our vibrant network of leaders who are challenging the leadership paradigm in an innovative learning and impact network. Check out our webpage at ifbnetwork.co to learn more about and join our exciting ecosystem of high-performing leaders.